0: Hey, this is Lucy Arnez. You're listening to Dick TV
1: Confidential. Ed Robertson with a reminder that we will replay our conversation with Rose Marie from 2012 in our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for that in the meantime. And speaking of the Dick Van Dyke Show, joining us via Zoom is David Van Dyke. Dusen, longtime editor and publisher of the Walnut Times newsletter devoted to the Dick Van Dyke Show. They received the endorsement of Carl Reiner, Sheldon Leonard, Dick Van Dyke, Rosemary, and many personnel behind the scenes of the Dick Van Dyke Show. David Van Dusen, also the writer and producer of the Dick Van Dyke Show, celebrating the 60th anniversary, a fully authorized feature-length documentary that you can enjoy for free on the David Van Dusen YouTube channel. David's primary goal for making the Dick Van Dyke Show celebrating the 60th anniversary documentary is to introduce the Dick Van Dyke Show to a new generation of viewers while also raising funds for the St. Jude Children's Hospital. Hashtag DVDs 60th. Hashtag DVDs 60th. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are also with us via Zoom and we're glad you're with us as well. Tony?
0: Now I asked a friend of the show, uh, Joseph Doherty, who's a writer on a bunch of other projects i actually asked him what do you think is the perfect tv pilot you know we're looking at it and he could not answer you know he said i can't come up with what i think the best pilot for a show was but you know what the perfect episode is the walnut episode of the dick van dyke show just the way that they act is you know you're at home you're in the office you're at home you're in the and how everything coalesces at the end and you know at the end they're at home again so how how it travels it. That is the perfect sitcom you know, all the different acts and how it played out back and forth.
1: David, is it true you know that Sheldon Leonard didn't quite
0: get that episode of the table we it may if look like walnut? You're absolutely right. Sheldon Leonard said he walked out. And he said, This is I don't get it. I I, I can't believe you're gonna do it, right? And Rosemary and the Rosemary's words, he said and he walked out, right? And we <laughs> all just looked at each other. Because Sheldon would come in and sit in sort of the the shadows of the table read and give a couple notes. So they said Reiner firmly disagreed and thought that it was a great episode. And he said, it's your show. Go ahead and do it. And after the episode, Leonard came back and said, you were right. I didn't get it, but you were right. This, this was a very solid, solid show. Right. And
1: he so, eventually get it.
0: Yeah, he did eventually. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, interestingly, um, in, in my documentary fans will appreciate I got some exclusive uh, footage of the walnut episode that was colorized that, that the, the entire episode was not colorized but a portion of it was and Calvada Productions was gracious enough to afford me uh, that footage which has never been seen except in, in my documentary so that was that was another little nugget for for fans a little treat and um, And I'm uh, not not ashamed to tell you, Tony, that sitting on my shelf, although you can't see it, it's over there, is I have the glass pitcher, the actual prop that Laura drank out of to get her glass of air. Oh, so um, and and I also have a replica. It's not the original of a particle of absorbitron, the walnut with the shiny absorbitron (laughs) and on, on the back. Written in Sharpie, it says, To David Van Dusen, love Carl Reiner. So I have that here uh, on my shelf as a little memento of it being my favorite episode and Carl's appreciation for um, me having that be my favorite
1: episode. We did a a two-and-a-half-hour tribute to Carl about a month or so after he passed David. And uh, to a person, everyone we talked to they almost immediately zeroed in on what a what a mensch he was, what a generous his generosity of spirit, his true collaborative nature as a writer, as a filmmaker, as an actor, and and how pretty much everyone had nothing but positive things to say about him. You don't live, I mean, you do. You must be doing something right if you live ninety eight years. And all people can think of is just what a good, truly good, generous person you are.
0: Yeah, Carl was so generous to me and so nice to me, right? He called me the other DVD, if you will. (laughs) That was was my nickname that Reiner gave me. Um, And, you know, when I was in LA, we would go to lunch. I would attempt to pay. Carl would say, this is my town. I'm buying lunch. Right. <laughs> uh, I visited with him several times at, at his home. Um, and uh, again, this is sort of explains the down to earth nature of Carl. I was sitting on the couch in his living room in the same room where he and Mel would watch TV and eat their dinner. And and he would say, put your he put your hand on the cushion. OK, you know, rub it around. He said, do you feel that little prick? And, you know, like something coming out of the cushion. I said, yeah, he said, pull it out. I said, okay. So I sort of grabbed it, pulled it out. As I pulled it out, out came this feather, right? So the the bottom of the feather was, the couch was old enough in the cushions that the feather was starting to poke out of the cushions. (laughs) And I thought in my head, where's this going, right? He said, Mel and I have bags of those. I said, what do you mean? They would sit. And they would pluck these feathers out, and they saved them and threw them in plastic bags and collected these feathers that had come out of the couch, right? At, at this unveiling for the Comedy Center, of his new exhibit, Rob, his son, told the story about the, the feathers in this, right? And I thought, as I'm sitting in the audience, I've done that. I've been in the house, and I've done that, right? Well, among the items collected by the National Comedy Center was one of those bags of feathers, which they retrieved and kept in the archives just for posterity's sake, right? But I just say that because that just gives you some sense of when you sat down with Reiner, it wasn't sort of like this very intimidating sort of environment. Carl was just very down to earth, would ask me, you know, what are you doing while you're out here? What can I do to help your newsletter? All sorts of things. Sort of the largest tip of the hat that I got from Reiner was in 2004, Reiner decided to do a reunion special called The Dick Van Dyke Show Revisited, Um, and he was nice enough to invite me to come to L.A. to be there on the set and observe what was going on, and of course, at that point, through my newsletter, I, I knew so many members of the cast, I helped out finding some flashback clips that they were going to use in the special. And it was sort of, as I was there on that set, came to the realization that I I wasn't really a fan standing on the outside of the circle anymore, but I really had become part of the Dick Van Dyke show family at that point by virtue of having been included in, in such a way. And what I'll say to you in terms of my documentary is that that is a piece of feedback that I got from Bill Persky one of the writers on the show who's still with us today, who said, you know, if I've never told you, David, I want you to know we consider you to be part of the Dick Van Dyke Show family because of your love and passion for the show. And, you know, that that, that means a great deal as a fan. And I think it also speaks to the fact that everybody was so willing to participate and contribute to the documentary. Not only did they love the show. The camaraderie there you know they would they would talk about exchanges and interactions that they had through the years and it really was like a great big family in in terms of all of that
1: and you'll get a sense of that family that family environment of uh, all, all the people involved in, uh, of the dick van dyke show when you watch the dick van dyke show celebrating the 60th anniversary fully authorized feature-length documentary that you can enjoy for free on the David Van Dusen YouTube channel. And uh, David's uh, primary goal for making the documentary introduce new fans to the Dick Van Dyke Show while also raising funds for the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Tony and Donna, you want to jump in?
0: Let me ask you, because when we started talking, one of the things that Donna used, the term she used, was timeless. And what do you think... I'm sure it's been asked a lot of times. What do you think makes this particular show timeless? I do think it's the writing genius of of Reiner, right? It was always about um, situations to which we all can relate, and that's how Reiner started. He would say, you know, what happened to you over this weekend, right? What what funny, what funny event happened, or what happened with your kid at school, right? And so many of those stories are based upon real life activities, right? Um, and, and folks at the documentary share, share some of that, you know, Barbara Marshall, Gary Marshall's wife remarked on how she was home alone. And Gary was always late at the studio and she was nervous. They didn't have security alarms, you know, at that point. So she stacked up empty cans by, by the back door <laughs> and Gary came in and knocked the cans over. And he's like, what's that about? She said, I'm scared being alone. She says, a couple weeks later, shows right up on the Dick Van Dyke show, you know? So I, I, I think, The timelessness of it is that um, it was situational, and it's all things we could relate to. There's rarely a joke told on the Dick Van Dyke show, except in the constraints of Buddy Sorrell in the office, maybe telling a joke, which would not be uncharacteristic of a writer's room, right? But there are jokes. It's the situations that are funny. It's the situations to which we can relate. And, and I'll I'll you know reiterate, I think what you said earlier, I, I get on the treadmill in the morning and throw an episode of the Van Dyke show on, I've seen them how many times, right? I know what's coming. I still laugh when something funny happens, even because it's that look that Dick gives to Mary or Sally gives to Buddy, or it's the Deacon ball joke or whatever it is, right? Even though you know it's coming, right? There's something at the core that still makes us laugh inside, and we still appreciate it.
1: David Van Dusen is with us via Zoom. David Van Dusen, the writer and producer of The Dick Van Dyke Show, celebrating the 60th anniversary, a fully feature length documentary that you can enjoy for free on David Van Dusen's YouTube channel. We'll carry over our conversation with David. Into our second hour. Then we will play highlights from our conversation with Rose Marie that originally aired in September 2012, in which Rose Marie talks about her experience on The Dick Van Dyke Show and a whole lot more. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us. We hope you'll stay with us when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, Have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential? We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit